Hello and welcome to the Ampart Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Mark, it's been another good weekend of football for Edinburgh Football Club. Uh, finally getting a little bit of momentum. And to help me uh, talk about it, I've been joined by uh, Jamie Butler. Hi, Jamie. Hello. And I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Afternoon, Paul. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Still a little bit hungover from last night's um, uh, drinking, but I'll be OK. I'll get through it. It's um, a 2-1 win yesterday against uh, Millwall. Really good first half, probably 63 minutes. Then it get a little bit edgy. But just a quick summary, Jamie. What did you make of the match? Yeah, it was really important to uh, score the goal early. I felt that that really settled us after a good spell of pressure to begin with. Should really have been out of sight by half-time. And I thought it was a bit typical Reading to invite pressure in the second half. Thought in the last half an hour, we were clinging on a bit too much at times. Um, but yeah, overall, really, really good performance. I'm really happy with the three points. Yeah, no, it was. You showed uh, different sides. You showed uh, kind of ability in the first 60 minutes or so, and then kind of clinging on. Alex, what do you think was the standout player yesterday for us? Uh, I would like to say Yeardham, I think. Yeardham's first half was really, really impressive. Um, I've seen a couple of mentions for Swift as well, although I think Swift tailed off slightly in the last 25 minutes, um, probably due to his chasing in the first half. He, he definitely seemed to tail off. But Yeardham, I think, had a really good game. So very impressed with him. Abita took his goal very well and got forwards uh, well as well. Didn't really seem to have much of an issue um, down that left-hand side until Moore went off. Um, yeah, it was generally good performances from most most of the team. I was impressed with Bulldog as well. I think he's uh, he's really come back into the team and it, it doesn't look like he's missed a beat, given that he's only played 100 minutes of football before that this season. Yeah, particularly on John Abita, that goal that he scored, Jamie. I mean, this is typical Abita. We kind of saw that in the last game against um, Preston when it was his shot that led to the goal from uh, Matt Miazga. But how good is it to see Abita back on the pitch, Jamie? Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, uh, after all that he's been through over the last couple of years, and it's you know, it's really no coincidence that without him in the side, it's um, it's, it's also been a bit of a period where we've um, you know really struggled. You know, in that playoff season. Um, he he was mustered, you know, especially when he got the the goal away at Fulham in the playoffs and 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 what have you. And you know, since then we've we've kind of mixed and matched with what we had down the left hand side, and, and I think we've been a worse side without him. So it's definitely good to see him back in the team. And you know, I missed the Preston game, but obviously I've seen the the goal online. And um, yeah, as the ball was kind of spinning out to him yesterday for the goal, I just thought, you know. Of the Preston goal and uh, and and obviously his shot leading up to it and and also the goal that he scored at Ipswich a couple of years ago and uh, I was just thinking just hit it and he did and it was uh, I mean I, the view I had from halfway um, along the the east stand was brilliant I was right in line with it it was absolutely brilliant goal yeah no really it's great seeing all the frustration come out of him. Yeah. when he scored that goal and his celebrations and everything. Yeah. It's kind of like you see the steward trying to stop him from going over the advertising yeah. building. <laughs> He's got to keep himself busy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, something to do for him, isn't it? <laughs> got him off his seat for a bit. Yeah. So, it's kind of, after that, we kind of really, I wouldn't say completely dominated the match in the first half, but we definitely had spells and we looked really impressive just with the energy 
And Swift was key to that. And Najari, I think, maybe had one of his quieter matches, but still effective. And there's one Swivelly did in the second half. It was just ridiculously good. It's a, to be able to do that is insane. But yeah. Bulldog then comes along and scores his second goal, which does come from Najari assist. But how much of a good finish was that, Alex? Yeah, I mean, the touch from Bulldog for the goal was is fantastic to bring it inside. Um, he, re- he found himself in a lot of space for the goal. Um and it kind of it, Ajaria's pass was it really was the only option for Ajaria there, but Bordock kind of did the rest of the work and uh, it, it finished it off very well. And I, the Milwaukee people really had no chance of getting there. Um, and I think I mean to be honest, we could have scored a couple more as well in that first half. Their keeper made a really really good save. Got to be one of the best saves I've seen in a, in a long time from uh, from the Morrison Morrison header at the corner. And the uh, free kick that Swift had, which hit the bar. Like Jamie said, we could have been out of sight at half time. It could have been three or four nil, and, and the game would have been would have been completely over. But being typical uh, Redden uh, football club, we decided to uh, put our fans through absolute <laughs> torture in the last twenty five minutes. The turning point of the second half for me was Liam Moore going off. Um, obviously, he sounds like he had some injections at half time because he had an incident, fell on it. I don't remember seeing it. And he had dislocated his shoulder last season. So hopefully he's not going to be out for a long time. But that doesn't sound great, does it, Jamie? It doesn't. Uh, Liam Moore is obviously a very good footballer. And uh, he's been you know, a great player for us in, in um, the short time that he's been at the club. But I've never really been one of these that kind of buys the, the, the hype as much with, with Liam Moore as it seems that that a lot of the the rest of the fans do. You know, I, I, for me, I don't consider him a, a £10 million defender necessarily when I heard that Brighton were coming in for him. But you have to see yesterday in credit, you know, as soon as more goes off, we look a, a much worse team for it. Um, and, you know, Blackett coming on for more, it just kind of disrupted the, the rhythm at the back. I actually thought that... Um, McIntyre might have got the nod over Blackett, to be honest, when when I saw um, Moore go down and, and uh, Bowen sent McIntyre and Blackett down to warm up. And I'd have actually probably put McIntyre on instead of Blackett. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but I think McIntyre might be left-footed. I've certainly seen him play on the, the left-hand side of the defence before and, and I would have just gone with McIntyre over Blackett as a preference, personally. But um yeah, fingers crossed, you know, we've got what, one game left until the international break. It's one of them where you almost kind of think, do we, for the sake of one game, risk more? Or do we give him that, you know, if he doesn't play against Luton, then he's going to have, what, a solid three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. To recover? So. Maybe, that's, maybe that's a better option. Yeah, I, I agree. Although on um, uh, McIntyre, I would have definitely bought him on. I can see why Bowen did it. He's gone for the experienced <clears> player. But for me... Tyler Blackett always takes about 15 minutes to get into a match. Yeah. And it was during that time that we obviously conceded the goal. Would you have gone for McIntyre, Alex? Yeah, probably. I was a little surprised that, that Bowen went with uh, Blackett, to be honest, because, as you say, if Blackett doesn't start a game, when he comes on, he does have the first five, ten minutes where he just looks a little bit shaky, takes him a little bit of time to get into the game. And... Really, with what half an hour left when uh, when more went down, it it just seemed like potentially you 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 could have bought McIntyre on. He is left footed, as Jamie said, and uh, he, I think he's been playing at the left at the the three when he has come in. So it wouldn't have been 
it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have been a horrendous decision just to, to bring McIntyre on there and, and, and play him instead for the last half an hour. I'm not really sure Millwall were offering that much particularly. I mean, their goal seemed to come from a pretty poor piece of defending from us. So it's not... I don't I don't think Blackett had an awful game when he did come on. It just felt like it was, a, it was probably a 50-50 decision, I guess, between McIntyre and Blackett. Yeah, definitely. And going back to that goal as well, um, that was one that Bulldog gives away now in the middle half with a poor pass. Then he has another opportunity to get it back. Then he goes, then Wallace goes through Morrison way too easily. I mean, it's a really good finish. I don't think he could do much about that, the goalie, Raphael, but it's just too easy. Um, something we've seen from us in the last, I don't know, probably five years. It's not a new thing, is it? Basically, crap defending. So it's not a new element. But what did you think of the goal, Jamie? I think it was a smart finish. I've not seen it back since. Um, it's one where just, um, you know, the red in defence, before you know it, you you kind of think, oh, well, we've got two or three players. I'm, I'm trying to picture it even in my mind. And I'm thinking now, I just remember seeing almost like a, it's like kids football, two or three players sort of all go for the ball and none of them get it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the it's like Moses parting the Red Sea and he's got the freedom of the, the penalty area to kind of do what he wants. And he's, um, yeah, fair play, he's a good finish. I don't, thinking back, I don't think the keeper could have been much better. I and mean, it was right in the corner and you kind of think, well, fuck me, here we go. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to uh, gonna lose this one. You know, I, I thought we're not even going to draw this. I thought, I thought we're, we're going to lose this. I was in a pub before the game with some Millwall fans and they hadn't won away for 18 months and they were um, sick, absolutely sick as uh, sick as pigs or whatever you want to say. Um, talking about um, them at, way at Brentford a couple of weeks ago where they were, I think, 2-0 up going into the last six minutes and lost 3-2. And I thought, this is going to be that that you know our version for them, um, and we see it so many times where teams will break a hoodoo against us. You know, was it Villa? They hadn't won away for a year. Come to ours, get a spawny ninety-fourth minute penalty, which Bakuna of all people bloody scored. Um, so I thought, you know, I thought here we go. Um, so we did really well to to cling on um, in, in the end. Yeah, that showed a different side to us. That actually came along. Like Mo and Bowen was talking about after the game, saying we would have probably have not hung on previously in that match. I mean, Millwall, I think they had one real chance after the goal. That was Bodvarsson. I mean, if he'd have scored an overhead kick, that would have been, I don't know, that would just not seem right at all. It would have been the end of days if Bodvarsson had scored a bicycle kick. I would have walked out of the stadium, that's for certain. Because <laughs> to see that would just have been sickening. I mean, I don't dislike Bodvarsson. I thought Bodvarsson was all right as for us, but it would have been ridiculous. But... Thankfully, we did hold on. We got the 2-1 win. And now that's seven points from nine for Mark Bowen. He got a lot of criticism when he came into uh, the managerial position. Um, I can't really remember seeing much support for him at all. I was kind of underwhelmed by the appointment. But just see how it goes. You've got to say he's doing fantastic. And if we get beat Luton next week and we get 10 points out of 12, that is... It's an incredible start from where we were on the Gomez. What are you thinking of him so far in his kind of style of play, Jamie? 
So when he when he got appointed, a bit like you, I was a bit underwhelmed. You know, I thought that we had the perfect opportunity to go and get Gareth Ainsworth from Wickham. Uh, you know, good manager who's cut his teeth elsewhere and and done really well on a budget. But um, that we we you know we got Bowen and I remember I, I called into Radio Berkshire and I said, well, you know, these fans are getting a bit hysterical. Listen, if we win the next three games, it, it'd be the you know. The 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 um the next um, best thing and you know football's a results business he'd be judged on his on his results so let's see how we go and um you know like, like I said I missed the Preston game uh, I saw the QPR game on the telly so and then I went yesterday and and from what I've seen so far I like what I see and also um, it's not just that it's um, you know, the interview that I heard after the game yesterday, I like the cut of his jib. You know, he's very frank, very um, honest. He says that part of his role as, as well as picking up results and playing good football is getting bums on seats. And, and you know, too many times, even under Stam, when we won 27 games in that season when we made the playoffs, like a morgue sometimes at the at the ground. Um, yesterday was a you know a decent atmosphere. I think helped by the by the Millwall fans. But yeah, so far so good with um, with Bowen. And um, you know we go on to Luton now with probably the highest confidence that we've had in a long time. Yeah, probably the highest confidence since that damn season which you just mentioned because yeah. we haven't really had a run. And also it's not just a run of results. Actually, we've played okay in all three matches. And I think yeah. we're actually slowly getting better. What do you think, Alex? Um, yeah, I agree. I, we do. It feels like we're getting better with each game. I feel like the Preston game, we, we resorted to kind of a long ball, direct style of football. Um, and I, I, I know there was a little bit of reaction after that Preston game with at least not the result, but the performance of if we play like this all the time, then actually we're not going to do that well. And, you know, in reality, it was his first game. I think it was just a kind of a must-not-lose performance. And it, since then, we've improved. We've looked good going forwards in the other two games that we've played. Um, and, and for me, the, the main thing that I've kind of appreciated about Bowen so far is that he isn't afraid to admit when he's got things wrong. His substitutions yesterday, I wasn't a massive fan of... Um, taking both strikers off and leaving Ajari and Swift on. I think both of them struggled in the second half, especially after Millwall got the goal. Swift, I mean, he looked like he was completely exhausted. Um, I was surprised he lasted 90 minutes. And Bowen came out afterwards and said, you know, leaving Mate up top on his own, it didn't, it didn't give him a... There was no real focal point up front because Mate can't hold the ball up on his own if there's no, no support there for him. Um... So yeah, I, I've, I've kind of appreciated that. It's it's nice to see a manager who isn't afraid to basically admit when he's got things wrong, and and he seems to be learning quickly from from his mistakes. Yeah, which is key, isn't it? And also kind of like public admitting it because like we saw with Stam, he was a very uh, stubborn man, um, very kind of basically arrogant, wasn't he? And we had Paul Clement, who people didn't really get on with as well. And then we've had Gomez, who everyone seemed to basically love Gomez. But actually, the results were not very good. I can't see, you know, it was. I don't think it was, you know, unreasonable that we sacked him when we did. So public kind of like appeal and everything is key for Mark Bowen because he seemed to come in and people are saying he's been put in by himself and all these kind of things. So he's always fighting against that. I, think, I think he, he has realised well. that as well, Paul. He's, he's realised that he, he's, got to, he's got to come across well to fans. Um, 
he, he I think he realized he realized when he put out that statement straight after him getting appointed that he needed to um he needed to win the fans around because of the situation that he found himself in like he's not he's clearly not stupid um the situation wasn't exactly favorable for him but he know he clearly has got some kind of idea that winning fans around is what's gonna what's gonna make him succeed um if not on the field then at least off the field yeah no, definitely. One thing that was a worry that Mark Bowman was talking about yesterday was the fact that Raphael pulled uh, his calf muscle yesterday and the thought of either of our kind of backup goalies playing against Luton does not fill me with any confidence. Which one would you pick to start, Jamie, in that match? Because it's really a tough one. If, to, be honest, yeah, to be honest, uh, if you if you had to pick between, uh, the, I, I, can't, I can't even say his name, the Virgin, whatever he is, Walker, uh, Raphael and Manoni because his MLS season's finished. I don't know if he's back in, until after Christmas, con, you know, contractually or not. But even amongst them four, if, l- listen, if Raphael had one leg, he'd get in the team ahead of um, any of the rest. They're, they're garbage. So if he's if he's if he's pulled his calf, just get somebody else to take the goal kicks and and, <laughs> and keep him in goal. The rest are rubbish. I like that. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see any of them in goal. No, they are, uh, Sam Walker. I mean, I just remember seeing him at that Chelsea friendly. That was just bad. Um, yeah. I've seen Virginia too often. Every time he plays for us, he just lets in a shot. Do you think, how the hell did that go in? He just, uh, no confidence. And the defenders around him would have no confidence. Who would you go for, Alex? Assuming Raphael couldn't play, yeah. any, even, even on one leg. Uh, if I if if you had to pick one, I, I I'd take Sam Walker over um, Virginia every time. It's I I don't really think Virginia's got any game time left in in him at Reading particularly. Walker at least has played a couple of times in the championship. Granted, he's not looked all that good, but if you've got one, if he's only got to play one game next week and that's it, then so be it. I'd rather have Walker. I don't really see any. There's no real benefit to playing Virginia. I think he's, you're just going to, uh, especially if Liam Moore is injured as well, that defence is just going to have absolutely zero confidence of keeping a clean sheet. Um, and, and Luton do score goals, that's the thing. So I think I'd rather have someone who can at least stop the ball. Um, I don't, yeah, I've got, I've got, I'd have no confidence in us keeping a clean sheet if, if Virginia plays. At least if Walker plays, he might make a save or two. Yeah, no, it's, it's a worry. That That's kind of like, because it's been Raphael, I think, has come in and maybe he actually yesterday didn't have his best game. He didn't enjoy those crosses that Will Millwall were putting in, but who does enjoy that against Millwall? I mean, that's a particular team that specialise in that kind of style where you've got Jake Cooper in there, you've got Bud Varson. That's not the easiest time to be a goalkeeper, is it? So, so Luton next week, um, I think we're going to, if uh, Raphael's in goal, I'm pretty confident we're going to get a win. Which, how do you think it's going to go, Jamie? Well, I think Luton have... Um, I think we're playing them at a good time, actually, because look at um, the teams that come up. And, you know, we've done it before when we've gone up. You know, how many times do teams get off to, you know, a decent start? Um and uh, they're full of confidence and, and everything like that. So I think if we'd have been playing Luton in the first week or two of the season, then I think that they'd have been a tougher test than they, than they will be. Whereas they've been a bit indifferent, haven't they? I think that they're only uh, you know, a couple of places ahead of us in the table. 
Uh, below us now. Oh, right. Think, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there you go. So I think, we're, you know, we're playing them at a good time. Um, so yeah, I've got... I, 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 before the game yesterday, if you'd have said, which one are we more likely to win, Millwall or Luton? I'd have said Luton. And we beat Millwall. So I'd stick to my guns and say, you know, I could see us winning 2-1 or 3-1. I don't think we'll get a clean sheet. Um, that's even if we have Raphael and more. Um, but yeah, I think 2-1 or 3-1. Yeah. What do you think, Alice? Uh, yeah, I can see a lot of goals in the game. I mean, I think they've had the second highest amount of goals in their game so far this season. Um, just look, I've just seen the table and they've they've conceded 27 goals and only Barnsley have conceded more than that. Uh, so I think we should at least have an opportunity to, to get a few chances away, um, get a few goals. I don't really see us keeping a clean sheet yet, as Jamie says, even if Raphael and, and Moore play. Luton do score a lot of goals. Um but they are they're struggling to get results. That's the thing. I mean, they lost. I think they lost yesterday to uh, to Forest. I read a little bit of reaction after that game, and basically the Luton Luton fans said, "Well, they just got picked off on the counter attack," and that kind of sets up nicely for us. I think it's it's a pretty good team for us to play. I uh, can't really, yeah, I can't really look past as as winning. I would have been happy with four points from these two games. Um, so. If we pick up a, if we pick up a point next week, it's not the end of the world, I guess. Um, obviously, a win is is preferable, but yeah, if if we pick up a point at least, then Bowen's got eight from his first four, then I'm not really going to have any complaints there. Um, so, but I think to go with a prediction, I'll, I'll probably say we'll we'll edge it. I think we'll edge it two one, maybe three one if we you know if we see a Luton pushing at the end. Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-1 as well. Um, so hopefully we'll be talking about uh, another win next uh, Sunday. So if you go uh, follow us on all our different uh, socials, on our Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter, that'd be great. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, give us a rating on iTunes. So thanks a lot. And uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers.